What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Current Era Pod. I'm your host, Julian, and today, Mondi is back on the pod. We have news reviews, updates, tidbits, factoids, all that good shit that you love. We're going to talk a whole bunch of film reviews that Mondi has seen. Also, we're going to talk the new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers special, um, and so much more, guys. MCU news, DCU news, a whole bunch of great stuff to discuss. And uh, yeah, I release content every Monday and Friday. Let's go ahead and get straight to the episode. Mondi. Julian, Julian. Yeah, uh-huh. Bitch, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, we're back. News reviews, updates, tidbits, back toys. We got a lot of things to discuss. Uh, a lot of a lot of events keep keep happening every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into it, Monty. Let's get into it for sure. Uh, first thing, just want to get some revivals, renewals, cancellations. Uh, Big Mouth, the show is the, it's on its eighth and final season, will release on Netflix. And it will be the longest running series in Netflix history when it's all said and done, interestingly enough. Cool. This is that animated adult TV show, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 Don't think I've like literally ever seen anything from this aside from a few stills, but shout out to it. I mean, eight seasons is something to be celebrated. So shout out to the show. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a spinoff uh, to the Big Bang Theory in the works at HBO Max. Uh, that show has a lot of fans. I know my mom loves it. Uh, have you ever gave the show a chance? Once or twice. I feel like I've seen an episode in passing here or there, but it's one of those white shows that just never stuck with me. So whatever. Mm, white show. Uh, there's like also going to be there's mm. also going to be a Futurama revival, uh, which premieres this summer on Hulu. Do you ever get into Futurama? No, no, no. I but I, I so I used to watch it. Yes, but I was never heavily involved in Futurama. I always liked Family Guy or American Dad or whatever better. Um, but I, I watched more episodes of Futurama than I have of The Simpsons. Which is zero for The Simpsons. So, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, there's a Twilight reboot in the works uh, as a TV ah! series. <laughs> uh, this will be a TV series. And Stephanie Meyer, who is the author of the acclaimed books, will also be directly involved. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> as if you could outrun me. <laughs> uh, I'll be there. I can't wait for it. What the fuck? Edward Cullen, bitch. Team Edward uh, and Team Jacob. Mm-hmm. I'm team both of them. And you, can, no, yes. you can't be both. You can't yes, be I both. Can't. yes, I can. Yes, I can. Uh, <laughs> fuck Bella. Uh, I can't wait for this. I mean, I, I, I love Twilight. I was I was one of those niggas that was at the opening night premiere premiere with all the 16 year old women. Um, yeah, it was it was it was 100 bitches in me. And I was in there. <laughs> I was in there, baby. So, yeah, I don't care. Um, I, I want all of this. I, I'm, so, I'm so happy for this. Whereas with but that's because I, I've never read the source material. So there isn't any like preconceived notions. All I know is the film, uh, which is why I'm more excited for this than I am for the Harry Potter thing. But yeah, I can't wait for this. Twilight, let's get it. Same, and I'm super excited. Like I, I love the Twilight films. I know it's like it's kind of cool to hate on Twilight, but I feel like everybody who hates on Twilight secretly loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause, it, cause like they've all seen every single movie. They can recall certain events, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to get back into the Twilight thing. And uh, yeah. it's funny too. I remember watching the first Twilight movie with Torin. Uh, you remember Torin? Yeah, you uh, Yeah, well, we watched it on his birthday, uh, and he thought it was like like a, like a vampire movie because that, that's how it was marketed, I guess, in the trailers he saw. And it was like a okay. love story. He he was so pissed. I loved it, but he was so pissed. <laughs> I I remember the, the scene when they're jumping from tree to tree. He was like, "Can we go?" I'm like, "No, I'm I'm invested." <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're here, but yeah, Twilight. Yes. Shout out to um, I, I'm I'm like super excited for this. I I cannot wait for this actually. Actually, same. Yeah, it's like same. Uh, a barbershop series is in the works at Amazon. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I think it, it's so interesting because when they kept making these movies, I was like, why are they continuing to make these movies? Like, Barbershop 1 was, was good. Like, I, I actually enjoyed it. Barbershop 2 was terrible. You thought and Barbershop 3, 2 was terrible? And Barbershop 3, holy fuck. Like, what were three. they thinking? 3, so, okay. But 2 was good uh to you so anyway okay. i mean <laughs> you know like uh it, it 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 literally started out with them cutting hair you know day-to-day problems and then it turned into like him saving the hood like okay cool uh but anyway you know <laughs> anyway, um as a as a as a tv series i i do think that it can work funnily enough like i i think that this is like a perfect setting for just like a show mm-hmm. um as long as it doesn't run too long and, and like if these niggas have powers by the end of it, like I'm out. Like I'm out. Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> but no, look. Shout out to shout out to Ice Cube. I I I think he still owns this IP. So um, shout out to him. I, this this 
this this probably could work. I agree. I think this is actually a great idea. Um, people have been trying to capture like just the feel of a black barbershop and so many yeah. things like even like with the shop with like LeBron James, like because mm-hmm. it's a feel it's a feel you really can't get anywhere else. Yeah. And I think a series format could actually be really cool if it's done right exactly. uh, and kind of capturing what people really long for outside of the shop. So I think I think this is a really it's uh, as I would say, it's right for the picking. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say whimsical. I was about to say ding. No, no, it's not. Why would that be whimsical? <laughs> um. <laughs> An American remake of Squid Game is reportedly in the works at Netflix. Uh, do you never watch the Squid Game, the popular series? But isn't okay. it made by a Korea, uh, um, from, Korean? From uh, Korean, right? Yeah, he's from Korea, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he had a say so in that. But okay, well, I mean, from someone that shots that actually watched the show and enjoyed it, what did you? What do you think of this news? Hate it, hate it. Just like I hate the whole thing about the American Train to Busan that, that they plan on doing, like. Just, because Korea has so many good like, original IP out there, mm-hmm. and Amer- America is constantly like, "Ooh, we'll take that and do it our version." Like, bro, it's okay, Le- leave it alone. Squid Game was phenomenal, how it was. Um, I w- will I watch the American version? Honestly, yes, but I'm just, I'm just tired of them taking so many of Korea's IP and just trying to make it their own. Just, I'm tired of it. Well, I'll say this: I'm assuming that they're getting paid for this, so you know, I have no idea. If, yeah. if if they if they took the money, it kind of is what it is. But yeah, I mean, in a in a vacuum, I, I agree with your opinion. I, I would like to see new and original content. Yeah, right. Um, a TV series of The Conjuring is officially in the works at HBO Max. Um, it will continue the story established in the films. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, oh you never watched any of The Conjuring films, did you? Uh, you're wrong. I, I've seen the first oh. Conjuring, and oh, after okay. that, I was like, okay, this just falls into that category of film that I, I'm just not a fan of in horror, which is fine. Mm. It's totally fine. Um, but I, I just I. It's crazy that like Conjuring's been on for like ten years. Like they they've had multiple sequels at this point, even a spinoff, which was uh, was it like the nuns or some shit? Or they've had multiple spinoffs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, shout shout out to the Conjuring. I mean, this this is good. This is good for the franchise that they're they've been around so long and they're successful in some people's eyes. So shout out to them. Yeah, they've had Annabelle, which is another trilogy within itself. They've had mm. the nun. They've had La Llorona. This yeah. is giving the MCU a run for its money. Like this is the act- <laughs> this is this, this is an actual thing. Like, this is like a multi ten plus movie like thing. So, uh, yeah, series. Why not? It's it's going to be the next one division of, of horror. Damn. Um, a new Game of Thrones prequel series. I feel like I announced a Game of Thrones, a Game of Thrones sequel like every single pod that we have. But apparently, a new prequel series is in the works called A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms: The Hedge Knight. In the works of HBO Max. Um, I have no idea what this storyline is going to be about. I, I haven't read any of the books, but I'm always, you know, here for more Game of Thrones. What are your thoughts? Yeah, same. I mean, I have no idea what this is about. I think, like, some people are saying that it's, it's going to be similar to what the Mandalorian was supposed to be, um, where it's just like a guy doing a whole bunch of shit for, you know, like, it's going to be like a little episodic, essentially. Mm. Um, where it's just like this lone ranger going out in the world and doing shit, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm Game of Thrones. I'll be there watching it day one. Yeah, same here. Uh, and Black Mirror season six is releasing in June. We got some promo pics today. The trailer is out now for y'all, for those who want to see the trailer. Um, popular names that will be in it, of course, many other people will be there too. But we got Aaron Paul, Michael Sarah, uh, Selma Hayek, and Zazie Beats, just to name a few. Um, did you ever watch Black Mirror? I think I watched the first episode about the the pig thing, and I was okay. just like, okay, I'm super cool. I think it's definitely worth revisiting. Um, I say don't you don't have to watch the whole thing. Like you can literally choose like the best episodes, which I can mm-hmm. recommend. Or you, you can go online or as friends. Like mm-hmm. it's got some really great episodes in it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. It's been such a long time since season five, and so uh, I think many other fans online are also super ecstatic about this. Black Mirror is is a great series. I, I feel like. Yeah, shout out to him. <laughs> um, let's let's talk some trailers. Uh, we have the first trailer for the John Wick spin- spinoff, The Continental, uh, which has been released. It is going to be a three-part event series, which releases on September on Peacock. What are your thoughts? I don't remember this trailer at all. Um, you you have to remind me what happened in this. I li- if, I literally don't I literally don't either. I don't okay. either. I was hoping you would. Yeah, I, I from from what I remember, I, I think it was it was only like a minute, and it wasn't anything like. I don't think we saw anybody's face. It was just like a whole bunch of cuts and like they were letting us know that we were in that world. But no, I mean, sure. Like, am I going to give this a chance? Probably. But do I like care about this? I don't think so. No. Okay. 
Um, well, we have the trailer for The Penguin, which has been released. Uh, this series comes out in tw- next year in 2024 on HBO Max. Uh, what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on this, starring Colin Farrell? Yeah, interesting that we got a trailer so quickly. Um, I don't think I don't think this is going to be out for at least another calendar year, maybe even later. So, I mean, 2024 makes it sound like it's coming like so soon. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, from what we saw, like it, it kind of matches the tone of the Batman, which is great. Like we're still in that same world uh penguin it, it looked like more of like a, a up-and-coming story for penguin where he's maybe trying to earn respect or gain respect in that in that gotham you know night night world or whatever the fuck i'm trying to say so sure uh i mean colin farrell was a standout in that film as the penguin so i mean i'll, I'll be here to support this for sure cool cool i actually you know full transparency chose not to watch this trailer i just want to be surprised as i can uh, when it comes to certain things, I try to avoid like certain movie trailers. You just you can't avoid like you're going to see it in the movies. But I feel like with this kind of trailer, I can avoid it and just you know hopefully go into it just blind. Um, we had the first trailer for American Born Chinese, starring Daniel Wu, Michelle Yeoh, Kihu Kwan, Ben Wang, and Stephanie Su. Three of those, of course, obviously from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Series premieres on May 24th on Disney Plus. What are your thoughts? Yeah, coming very soon. So. The first half of this trailer, I was really feeling the vibe. I was like, okay, like this is just going to be like this isolated story about this family um, and, you know, the trials and tribulations of being an ABC in America. And when it went to like this, like mythical <laughs> Power Ranger shit in, in, in the end half, I was just like, okay, like I, I get it. Like if you're, I don't know, I, I kind of picture it like this. If you're walking into a pitch meeting at Disney, and you you only give them the first half, they're not gonna give a flying fuck. Like they're not. Um, so you've got to add this this like this powers and mystical illusion and wh- whatever the fuck in it. But I'm not sure if the show necessarily needs that. Uh, but obviously, I mean, I'm I'm trying to base that off of just a one two or two and a half three minute trailer, which isn't fair. So um, I'll be watching as, as soon as it comes out, just because of the people involved. Uh, like you said, most of them are from everything, everywhere, all at once, which we both loved. It was our movie of the year last year. So um, shout out to him. And um, what's his name? Daniel Creston or something like that is directing it from Shang-Chi. Uh, so I, I, have, I have high hopes. I, I love Shang-Chi. So I, I have high, uh, high hopes for this. What do you think? Yeah, so like you said, I'm sure they pitched the first half of the show in Disney. And Disney was like, bitch, where's the racism? We need con- <laughs> We, we need we need kung fu. We Where's need the what, nigga? We need CGI. <laughs> and, oh shit! And then and then they came back with with another draft and said, "Bitch, you're, you're greenlit." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wonder how Asians feel, like bro, like y'all can't get no media without some being some little bit of dash of kung fu in that motherfucker. Yeah. And I'm yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry. For, sorry for you guys for that. Um, but yeah, but going from everything everywhere all at once to this is it's insane. Like. Essentially, you're going from like Oscar winning, <laughs> swept the Oscars to like Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Like, uh, we can't maybe, say that yet. We, we can't yes, say I, that. yes, I, yes, I can. Yes, yeah. I can. That, that's the okay. vibes I got. Maybe, wow. maybe it's for kids. Who knows? But um, I don't know. At, at least, at least, uh, Kihu Kwan's getting some work. So yeah, this trailer did nothing for me, honestly. Okay. Um, we had the trailer for Knights of the Zodiac. Speaking of trailer that, that did nothing, um, only in theaters coming May 12th. Did you see this trailer I tagged you in? I don't remember what this is, no. So this is based on, apparently, I, I did my research, it's based on like an anime that was, I guess, kind of well-received, kind of not. Um, and I didn't know what to think going into this trailer. This guy, he gets all these powers, like kind of like Super Sensei Power Ranger. You, you didn't watch the trailer? Mm-mm. Okay, well, well, this movie looks honestly horrible, but count me in. It's one of those movies, like, I just fucking, I need once a year, like that Max Steel movie that came out a couple years ago, like, movie that you know are just going to be so bad, but... Fuck it, you know, it's just, it looks like a lot of fun, so I'll be watching this for sure, actually. And I never heard of the anime, so... Do you ever hear the anime, Knights of the Zodiac? Never. Okay, well, cool. Um, There's a new trailer for White Men Can't Jump, the reboot, uh, which will be starring Jack Harlow. Um, The film comes out May 19th on Hulu. What are your thoughts on this trailer? This is one of those times where, like, I try not to overreact to a trailer, because, like, something just come off so viscerally horrible to me, and... This like this this trailer was terrible. Like this this was bad. Like bad all around. Bad acting, um, bad dialogue. Uh, like it, it it just looked, dare I say, corny, uh, which is crazy for white men can't jump. You know, uh, but I'll say this. I know a lot of people hold that film in in high esteem. I personally don't see it. I mean, 
Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes did what they could with what they were given. But like, I don't, I don't ever go back and like, oh, like white man can't jump his own. And like, I'm, I'm a, I mean, like, I, I love basketball. Like that's my shit. I, I like, <laughs> I, I like never stop and think about white man can't jump. Like it, it, it holds no place in my heart. But it, it was better than what this trailer perceived it to be, um, it, at least to me. And obviously, again, it's just a trailer, so you know, take that for what you will. But um, Jack Harlow cannot act. Uh, I don't know who this other black guy is, um, but he he did nothing for me in this trailer either. So yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna watch this. I'm absolutely gonna skip this. Monty? Yeah, I'll watch it for sure. I, I, I do want to see Jack Harlow. Um, but yeah, I, I agree, man. It looks corny as hell. It gives me like vibes like Praises, which I saw, which I reviewed on the last news pod. Like just corny. Get some big name in there so that way people can watch it and, you know, it'll be forgotten in a week, unfortunately. I was actually hoping, I was looking forward to this when I first heard of the reboot. I thought, oh, this, this could be really cool. Like this is a, a story that's made to be updated with the times. And um, yeah, I can see they're just throwing money at it, but not really caring about, you know, the actual art. And it's interesting you say that, like, White Man Can't Jump is a movie I enjoy as well, but I don't find myself, like, always going back to it. But do you feel that way about, like, He Got Game, or did you like that movie? I, I, I love that movie. I mean, Denzel and Ray Allen. I enjoyed He Got Game more. If mm-hmm. if those were my two options, I would watch that movie over White Man Can't Jump. Okay. But you don't regard it as, like, a classic, like how most people do, even no. when He Got Game? Okay. No, I don't. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Um, And the, the last trailer we have here, guys, is for The Equalizer 3. Um, starring, of course, Denzel Washington. Film comes out September 1st in theaters. Uh, what are your thoughts? He's back. How are they getting away with this? How? <laughs> how, how, how? Like, this <laughs> he, he's back, all right. He's back and fatter than ever. Like, Denzel, like, I don't, I don't, get I don't get it, bro. Like, you got, you got nine seconds, bitch, to decide. Do you want to live? Do you want to die? Like, they're racist. Yeah, he's like, fucking racist. All of this started from, from like a hooker. Like this, this this nigga's been been on a warpath from from one one bitch. Like what? Like uh, that's crazy. Um, I'm not watching this, Monty. I'm not. Yes, doing, you, I, yes I, you are. Yes, I'm you not, are. I I skipped Equalizer two, and I don't regret it to this day. And I'm not oh, watching wow. Equalizer three. I'm not supporting this shit. I don't want it to make any more money. I don't want spinoffs or sequels. I want this to die. Okay. Then Wait, hold on. You're better than this. What? Wait. Wait. <laughs> what? You know. <laughs> What? You never watched the Equalizer 2? Fuck no, nigga. It was actually pretty good. It's actually I'm, really good. Mondi, I, I don't want to see 300-pound Denzel doing this stuff. Why are you being so rude? He's a legend. I, he is a legend. He is. He should have gotten shape for the role, okay? Like, no. No. I'm not doing it. You, you are rude as fuck. Okay. No. I, it's, it's, it's like it's like my, uh, Martin Lawrence and fucking Bad Boys for Life. Like, the nigga was fat and nasty. Like, But you watched the movie. I love that movie, actually. Okay. Look, I, hey, hey, yeah. hey! I watched yeah. the first Equalizer, and I was like, okay, I'm not watching this bullshit ever again. Sorry. Well, I, I'll say this: the trailer for Equalizer three didn't do much for me, but I'm super excited to watch it though. Uh, I think Denzel, he is he there physically? No, but he's always going to be, in my opinion, the greatest actor of all time, and he's still bringing it. This might be his only trilogy that he's ever done, which is inter- which is interesting for an actor of his caliber. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the trailer didn't do much. It kind of got more of the same. But I do think Denzel loves playing this this role, um, and so I'm interested just to see you know him kick some ass. Money, nigga, love that that check they cutting him. That's what he love. <laughs> Shout out to Denzel. Fuck, he's you. better than this. He's better than this. So you know it. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> He's made two great movies. Well, two really good movies with Equalizer 1 and 2. I don't understand why you wouldn't watch part 3, but you know, watch part, part two. 2 for a reason. So, it's actually worth it, I think. Uh, okay. anyway, I'll check out. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Speaking of speaking of things that we want to check out, I have decided current AirPod to watch the Planet of the Apes movies uh in sequential order. I've seen the first one with uh James Franco. Thank you, Franco. Uh, but I haven't seen it in like 10 years, maybe maybe since it came out. So uh, I'm I'm going to rewatch all all of them and I will do a pod for it. Yes. Interesting. Um, that's one of the best trilogies. I think modern trilogies here that we have. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Let me know whenever you finish it. Yes, sir. Um, what in, why, what made you want to watch Planet of the Apes? TikTok. I, I, for oh. some reason, like last week on TikTok, there were just a whole bunch of clips going around from it, and I was just like, okay. you know what? Fuck it. Like th- this is a sign from God Himself. So yeah. 
A guy that you don't believe in. All right, so um, oh. Max <laughs> Max debuts on May twenty third, and it's, this is the old HBO Max guys. It will it will no longer be called HBO Max because Warner Brothers has merged um, HBO Max and Discovery together, so it'll just be called Max. And there'll be three price ranges. Uh, with ads, it's going to be nine ninety nine a month. With ad free, it's fifteen ninety nine a month, and ultimate ad free is nineteen ninety nine per month. Um, how is ultimate ad free different than ad free? Can't tell you. But I, I do know that there are three tiers of pricing, so yeah. Great. Uh, whatever I'm paying now is what I will be paying in the future. And that's that. So probably the fifteen ninety nine. So yeah. Probably. Um, let's talk some Marvel news. Morena Barakin and Stephanie Stefan Kapaki. I'm fucking both of those names. <laughs> anyway, the people who play the people who play Vanessa and Colossus and Deadpool, bitch, they're coming back. <laughs> they're they're coming back for Deadpool three. So oh, add some continuity there. You don't who care about cares? that. No. Who? <laughs> I like I like Colossus and Deadpool. I think he's you know he's, he he adds something for sure. Okay. Anyway, Next. anyway, uh, Adam Driver has reportedly been offered the role of Reed Richards by Marvel Studios. It's not been confirmed, but it's been heavily speculated, even from like some pretty credible sources, that he's going to be Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? And also, okay, well, I'll, first of all, what are your thoughts on that before I go? No, 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 no. We know uh, that I don't give a fuck about the Fantastic Four, but you do, Mr. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. So what do you think about this, Mondi? Yeah, no thoughts, really, bitch. I, I don't care. I don't care about fucking Adam so Driver being it, Mr. If Fantastic. They, if, they, if they cast a fucking Michael B. Jordan as Reed Richards, you wouldn't give a fuck? I would not give a single fuck. Okay. Well, uh, I like Adam Driver. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I think he'd be a better Doom, personally. Okay. Um, but uh, I can definitely see him being Reed Richards as well. I can see he's a pretty great, talented actor. So, sure. Um, now I'm interested to see who they're going to cast as Sue, Johnny, and, and, and Ben. And you said that you're not getting your Krasinski Emily Blunt tandem that you've always wanted. I kind of I let that go a while ago. I figured they weren't going to go that direction because it was just taking so long to announce who's going to be Reed Richards. So I figured they were in the boardroom speculating and it wasn't going to be Krasinski. But ideally, I would have wanted them to stick with Krasinski and, and Emily Blunt. But whatever. Um, Marvel is rumored to be considering replacing Jonathan Majors as Kang. Now, this has been in the in the rumor mill for a while. I've, I've neglected putting it on the news pod. I was like, we don't really, we don't haven't gotten any real, you know, kind of thing about what's going on with that situation. But it's looking like more and more so, man, this might be the case. Uh, they might be dropping Majors as Kang with this whole thing. This whole accusation thing is not going away. Um, what are your thoughts, man, on this? I think it'd be a mistake um, unless... Unless it turned out to be, you know, accurate. Um, I don't think accusations, no matter how many women who are coming out of the woodworks and saying it now, um, which appears to be, I don't know, several at this point from different reports. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he's 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 their big bad. I mean, he's he, he's he's, you know. He's very important to what they're trying to do, and if he's not going to be available or if he is a woman beater, then, yeah, get him the fuck out of here. It is what it is. It sucks. His career is over. Wasted talent, whatever. But you can't go around beating women. Sorry. So this is the price you fucking pay. Uh, but I don't think that we should overreact until we we find out the facts. So, yeah. If he did it, he's gone. If not, then we need to calm down. Yeah, as you said, there have been multiple victims that have been coming out of the woodworks. You know, they've been cooperating with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Um, and I did see this one video on TikTok with this girl that kind of really changed my perspective and kind of makes me think more, more pessimistically, if I'm being honest. Uh, she basically said, like, you know, his... His uh his um what's it called his uh, PR team PR team and manager both kind of jump ship, and she's like those people make millions of dollars off these A list stars like the the fact that they are not fighting for this and you know are just already jumping ship is probably a bad sign because why would they risk losing millions of dollars um over something that's just an accusation and so that that did kind of give me more perspective I guess like it doesn't prove anything but uh it definitely kind of makes me think and. This guy might have some really dark secrets that might come to the surface. And it's just really weird and bizarre because he just seems like such a nice guy in his interviews. Of course, you never know. And with him being a great actor, maybe he's acting. But it's just such a weird, bizarre turn of events. And I I would hate that. Um, But, yeah. Um, Yeah, I've been hearing. The street's been talking. Is is Terrence Howard's time to return? It's Kane, man. (laughs) Hey, you keep out our road the whole time. You didn't know I was really Kane, man. There's no way. (laughs) <laughs> There's no fucking way. Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige himself would strike us down. Like what? There's no fucking way. That man ain't coming back, man. I'm not war machine, man. Y'all need to stop, man. 
some motherfucking king, man. No. no Y'all way. thought I was all them shit, man. Nah. I'm carrying the conqueror, man. Oh, no, but, but, but seriously, though, I, I have heard John Boyega throwing a lot in there. Um, I mean, first of all, I I hate recasting. It's like my it, it literally is like my biggest pet peeve. Um, but John Boyega is super talented, and uh, I think he could. If you're gonna if you're gonna bring somebody else in, it's gotta be another nigga, obviously. Uh, Damn. Go in, go in and bring Boyega. What? No, he can't go to just a white nigga out of nowhere. Actually, hey, was Ryan Gosling the whole time? I think what? They can and they will. This is this is this is gonna be that. This is why you niggas can't never have nothing. I guarantee it. Jonathan Majors is gonna be the martyr that that you know rids rids all black people of jobs. So yeah, but look, hopefully. That's like that's like the darkest timeline. We're like, it, it's true. We have to recast, and like, yeah, like there's there's gonna be two versions of Kang, like there are, you know, Hulk and War Machine. But hopefully that's not the case, and John Tomatoes can continue to do what he does. But yeah, we'll see. If he does get recast, watch Scott Lang have some kind of quip like, "Your nose and lips got a lot smaller since last time I saw you." Whoa, he cannot say that. What? I know that was a joke. I can't say that. That was a joke. Um, the Marvels is now the most disliked MCU trailer in YouTube history <laughs> within its first 24 hours. Um, what are your thoughts on this? This this sounds like, and like, you know, coming from me, this is crazy, but like, do niggas hate women? Like, wow, like, holy crap. Uh, and do niggas hate not white women, even though Carol Danvers is the star? Um, but, you know, she's still a woman, so... Wow, that's it's interesting. It's very, very interesting, and it's kind of telling. Um, these it's like hardcore white male fan base just can't stand it that there's just not a white male character on the screen for them to celebrate. It's it's really, really weird. We've we've seen it. We've we, we've dealt with it in the MCU for years now, um, especially in, in you know, and since Phase Four has happened. Uh, but yeah, this, this is this is pretty weird. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um... It's just toxic fan base. I mean, women, and like you said, not only just women, people of color who are also women, and also a black woman director. Like that just screams like, that just screams bad. Like you know, bad fans there. Um, and also, I, I want to point something out as well. They're also calling this a girl boss movie. Have you heard it? Have you heard that term being thrown around the internet? No, I haven't. So basically, people are you know mad about the fact that a lot of movies these days are kind of like Ray and Star Wars or like you know Captain America being the strongest Avenger out of nowhere like they're calling them girl bosses as a term they kind of throw around where they feel like these women don't earn anything but they come in and just they're ultra powerful just because of the agenda that America's trying to push and they had the same issue with Peach and Mario Brothers like it, it, there's a huge fan base out there as I said no way Peach should be that competent um you know when it comes to like like it's just a, an agenda that they're trying to push that women are just automatically better than men what are your thoughts on just that whole kind of narrative that's being pushed around that you haven't heard about until just now, I guess? Yeah, let's say it's kind of a lot to lay on me now, but uh, cool. <laughs> um, well, I, mean, I guess in regards to the Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in regards to the Princess Peach thing, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's really credible. Uh, she didn't. She literally didn't do anything aside from the training course and when she had a power up. So is she supposed to do something with a power up? Uh, but whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, this this it. I, I guess I'll just file this away with like you know Martians and Area Fifty One and all, or is it Fifty One or Fifty Two? Whatever it is. Yeah, all all that bullshit that you know that uh, that niggas like to talk about and theorize about. I this this doesn't hold any weight for me. This doesn't move me. Sorry. Okay. Um, Marvel Stan Lee documentary releases on June 16th on Disney Plus for all you Stan Lee fans out there. How many uh, fucking Stan Lee documentaries are we going to get? There's like seven already. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, why are we doing another one? <laughs> the nigga died left, years ago. You left me speechless, boss. <laughs> um, Craven the Hunter will be rated R. Uh, that news came mm. out at, at, at CinemaCon. Uh, the, this will be a first for Sony Marvel film. Um and uh yeah. Go ahead, Monty. Uh, what do you think? Oh, and also the Rhino will be the an antagonist in the movie, so that's interesting as well. The Rhino, another Spider-Man villain. Um, sure. I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, I guess Craven brutality, animalistic nature does lend itself to a rated R. But you could say the same thing about Venom or other kind of characters like that, Mor- Morbius or whatever. Um. Um, I, I just want to. I, I got to see it first, I guess. And TV really earns that rating, and if it's necessary, 
Um, because if he, if Morbius and Venom can work without it, which arguably did they work, um, then maybe I think maybe Morbius did. I enjoy Morbius actually. I know people hate it. I mean, once I enjoy it, like it's not a good movie, but it's not horrible or bad by any means. I agree. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. What, what are your thoughts? I don't really have much. Yeah, to add, I, guess. I have. I mean, yeah, that literally. I, I'm I'm just gonna regurgitate what you said. If if fucking Morbius and Venom were not rated R, well, I think Venom two was, but it. I mean, for, I don't know why. Um, then I'm not sure why this needs to be. Uh, but hey, you know, maybe maybe Craven is just gonna just be throwing out the the fuck bombs, the fuck bombs, the f bombs, and um, you know, maybe there will be the MCU style of humor that just that they they just go all the way with. I guess I don't know. Um. But yeah, shout out, shout out to Craven. Um, this is the, I'm, I'm, I'm like excited for this movie. I don't know why. Uh, Rhino being the villain is weird, but I guess it's just because well, it said an antagonist. Animal. It said antagonist. It didn't say villain. So we'll see. That's the same thing in Martin Sony. So yeah, um, sure, yeah. Uh, I guess because Rhino's an animal, Craven has to hunt an animal, and then the post credit scene is going to be him seeing Andrew Garfield's Spider Man. Oh, the ultimate prey. And knowing Sony, that would go nowhere. Um, yep. Okay, let's get into some tidbits. Uh, did you know Game of Thrones showrunner David Benioff, he wanted Davos from Game of Thrones. Uh, he wanted him to have a crush on Masande. But Liam Cunningham, the actor who plays Davos, uh, the pirate, fought on him and said, I'm not fucking doing it. You're not undoing my hard work, uh, you know, with this, with this character, basically for him to be a perv. And good for him, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Mondi, you know how I feel about love stories. Um, it wouldn't have mattered, and I'm so glad that Sir Davos Seaworth is a real nigga. He was like, "Fuck that shit." Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I agree with him. Yeah, good. For, and it, 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 it's funny because these writers really be like <laughs> revealing themselves when they be writing this shit. Like these niggas wanted Masande, so uh, if I can't have her, Sir Davos <laughs> can. <laughs> and the actor That's who crazy. plays Sir Davos, respect to you, but you're a fucking gay as fuck. I would have took that. I would have said, "Oh yeah, write 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 that in." Need that wow. storyline. All right. Anyway, Monty, Jesus Christ. Um, there's there's been some big debates over this Lilo and Stitch movie, man. I don't know if this this movie looking like this in hell. Um, because a lot of the castings, people have been saying that they are not of color. They're now, not brown. Then they're not brown enough at the Hawaiians that were depicted in the cartoon, and there's literally been a recast already because apparently the guy who played David was having racist tweets back in the day, and people are saying that was just a cover up. This nigga didn't have no tweets. He just they, they just wanted to kind of retrace their steps and cast somebody who was more brown. The actress who's playing Nani, of course, there's a big thing about her. Um, what are your thoughts, man, on all this this, this colorism debate? Uh, I mean, I don't think this is anything new. I mean. Anytime anything isn't exactly as someone pictures it in their mind, they're going to have an issue, just like they did with Little Mermaid, uh, just like they're going to do with um, Princess and the Frog when they cast a white actress as uh, Princess Tiana. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're going to do it. I, I they're <laughs> Julian, shut the fuck she, up. She is going to be a white New Orleans woman. I, I will I, literally, I will literally bomb Disney headquarters and <laughs> and, and, and well, take that as a threat, government. Take that as a threat. Okay, nigga, get get the shit ready. Start cooking now because it's happening. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this this just adds to the list of things. You know, they're they're from Hawaii. They live in Hawaii. They're niggas literally Hawaiian, but they're not brown enough, so it's a problem. So cool. Um, luckily, I mean, don't, don't act like colorism isn't. A, I mean, that, that, that should be addressed. Like you should have the brown skin representation. I mean, it's not just like you know what I'm saying. I 100% agree with you. Oh, what okay. I'm saying is, is that they're Disney and every other studio is picking and choosing these battles for a reason. And mm-hmm. the reason is there's going to be a white Tiana and we're not going to be able to say anything. And eventually there's going to be a white Panther. And we're not going to be able to say anything. We're not. Okay. We're not. So I can't, yeah. I can't take you serious, but <laughs> anyway, I, I can tell this movie doesn't really give a fuck about itself because the fact that it's coming on streaming and Disney Plus instead of the uh, theaters, that kind of is very telling a lot of times. Disney, Disney don't really believe in this shit, so whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, Angelina Jolie and Halle Berry will star in a film called Maud vs. Maud. Uh, it will be described as like Bond vs. Born type of action thriller. Internet is calling it the, the, the battle of two mothers. Um, does these two actresses coming together for a movie kind of give you any excitement? No, not at all. But 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 I'll I'll check out a trailer. If the trailer interests me, I will see the film. But these two actresses coming together, no, sorry, not in this kind of movie. Uh, I think this could be fun. Uh, I'm interested. These are, these are two 
Legends. Uh oh, he's getting <laughs> yeah, he's toxic. Um, you know, this yeah, sure. Fuck it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's, let's get into some reviews. Guys, oh, we do have the My Hero Season 6 review pod already out, so we're not going to cover that for time's sake. And also just go, go listen to the pod. We, we, we go fully in-depth on how we feel about My Hero Season 6. So that's a really good pod, if I say so myself. Same thing with Mandalorian Season 3. Go look at our full-length pod about when we talk about you know our thoughts on Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Now the those, first review videos are also up on YouTube, youtube.com slash the current era podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first series of you I want to get into is the night agent, which is now streaming on Netflix. It's very popular right now. Have you heard about the show? Literally never heard about this. Wow. So okay. how popular is it? It's the number six, most English watch show on Netflix <laughs> of all time. So yeah, six. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, buddy. Anyway, if you're into that kind of genre of spy action thriller where you can't trust anyone, there's nowhere to run, I think you're in for a treat with this one. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, It's got a really strong opening episode, a really strong setup, and it kind of carries that momentum throughout. It's got some decent tension and twist throughout the the, the series as well, and the two leads in the show are instantly very likable and very, you know, you kind of want to root for them, and hopefully, you know, they get to the the end goal that they want. So I I recommend it for sure. Like I said, it's it's like shows like... um, the like Reacher or like the Terminal List, which I really enjoyed last year, or, or even like Winter Soldier vibes, like that kind of spy espionage kind of thing. Uh, so I, if you're into that kind of shit, I'd, I'd highly recommend The Night Agent for sure. Um, next review is for the show starring Ali Wong and Stephen Young, your boy Beef, Beef on Netflix. Did you get a chance to watch this show? No, no, no. I'm, uh, but I, I am going to watch it, but I haven't had a chance to finish it yet. Okay. Well, I, I, I won't give any spoilers. Do you want me to review it or not? Go ahead. You can do it. Okay, um, this this show. First of all, I just want to praise the artwork in this show. Like every single show opens up with like a different like, kind of like a title card, and the artwork is just so unique. And even in the show, like it incorporates a lot of art itself. So I love good art. So that was really cool to see. Um, also, <clears throat> a twist is the first show by A twenty four, which is really interesting as well. So I was kind of nervous it'll be too pretentious because you know how A twenty four can get. But overall, I have to say I do enjoy the series. A twenty four is continues to be like, like a force to be reckoned with. Um, because this is, I can see him doing more series like, like this down the line as well. Uh, Stephen Young, Ali Wong both give outstanding performances. Um, I love how this show handled like real life depression and what that looks like. Because I've never been depressed myself, but I have spoken to people in my life who have been depressed, like actually like clinically diagnosed depression. And it's never just as black and white as like look, like looking out of a window looking sad or listening to sad <laughs> music. Like it shows itself in very more nuanced ways. And this show kind of I thought handled that really well. Um, and of course, in true A24 fashion, we get hints of like existential crisis mixed in like a like, like supernatural kind of stuff as well. So all that was handled really well, in my opinion. And um, yeah, I, it's just crazy how like all the chain of events that happened in the show happened from like one little road rage incident. Like like to, to see where it goes from point A to point Z is insane. So overall, I recommend it. Um, Snowfall season six review. I know you don't watch Snowfall, um, but this is the season finale, the series finale. Um, interesting enough, tidbit time. Actually, the actress who play Jerome and Louie were actually going to be uh, Lauren London as Louis and D. Ray Davis as Jerome uh, in the early early 2015 drafts by John Singleton. So thank God that they didn't go that route. I love me some Lauren London and D. Ray Davis, but the actors that we did get for Jerome and Louie were perfect for the role. So that's just interesting to say. Um, I think John Singleton would have been proud to see his vision come, you know, to a conclusion because you know he died a couple years ago uh and season five definitely suffered when he died we we saw like the, the lag of his vision there but they definitely got back on track with this season um seeing franklin's evolution who's the main character is insane like it's actually like shakespearean which i think is so cool like to see where he ends up is like i thought for sure like there's only two ways this nigga can, you know he's a gangster he's, he's dead or he's gonna be in prison there's no other way this show can go and they really surprised me with how they ended his his arc and i just thought it was, it was beautiful um I guess in my notes here, I got uh, this will be the role that will define Damson Indra's career for the rest of his life. I mean, he's going to have a long career after this is over, but people will always be like, okay, he's Franklin from Snowfall. And I think that's just something noteworthy to, um, to call out. And the actor who plays Jerome, Amin Joseph, Amin Joseph, he's outstanding as well. Give him all the Emmys, everything. And yeah, just just this entire series is just full of so many iconic moments that will be remembered in, in infamy forever. Like, there's so many quotes like, I built this shit, nigga. Me, brick by brick. And I'd be damned if you tear her down because you don't like the way another nigga talk. So, oh, shit like, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, shit like, shit like that. Teach I feel like it's Teach a man how to squabble, nigga. Teach a man how to oh, okay, he knows. He knows, he knows some things. Um, but yeah, so I thought this is just a very good, great way to write. This is like a very good series that will end up living the test of time. 
Anyway, let's get, let's get into some movies. Um, the first movie here is a movie I damn sure know you didn't watch. It's called Somewhere in Queens, starring Ray, Ray Romano. Did you watch this? Never. So it's called Somewhere in Queens. It stars, it's written by Ray Romano, and it's directed by Ray Romano. His directorial debut. I thought he did really great with this movie. It's obviously that he looked very deep inside himself and pulled a story that actually means something to him. Um, it feels like a coming-of-age film for like a man in his 50s or 60s, which is very interesting, because when you think of coming-of-age, you think of like high school, college age, obviously like young adult, but it makes sense. Like when you're in your fifties and sixties, you're obviously still living, still growing, still learning a lot of lessons. So I've never seen a movie from this angle before, or maybe I have, I just couldn't pinpoint it. So I thought this is really cool to see that from that kind of standpoint. And overall, it's just kind of a family about like family trauma and like how to course correct, you know, what's going on in terms of trauma in your family. And it's got some really good laughs in it as well. I recommend it for sure. Next review, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. Did you watch this? 3 a.m. Get into it. Blondie. <laughs> go, go, Power Ranger! So, here's the thing. Both of us saw the trailer, and I think both of us had similar sentiments on the trailer. We were like, this looks fucking stupid. Like, this looks like it's going to be really, really bad. Um, I'm not sure who this is for. And then I watched it. 50 minutes of just nonstop smiling and cheesing. Nothing but amazing callbacks. Uh, a story that I didn't know that I would give a fuck about but I really cared about with the whole Trini plot. Um, were there, were there bad CGI in the Zord fight? Of course it was. Was there like laughable dialogue? Absolutely. Was there a basically terrible performance by Trini's daughter? Yes. It's, it's power Rangers, bro. And I, 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 I just rolled with it. Like there was like, I was, I was like waiting for something to happen to take me out of this. And it just didn't happen. Like I, I, I enjoyed this immensely. Um, it just felt like it was for me again. Somebody like as a kid that grew up loving Power Rangers. Um, I, I, I was able to have so much fun with this. And I, I, I really appreciated it. Like I and it's so crazy. Like I could see this having like some kind of weird sequel or spinoff, which is insane to say. Uh, but like, and shout out to David Yost and Walter Jones. Um, those guys, you know, pretty much led this the entire way. And, um, it was, it was, just, it was just fun to see. Like I, I had so much fun with this. I loved it. I gave it, a, I gave it a B plus just because the acting dialogue and the CGI w were bad at times. I couldn't give it an A, uh, but in terms of just pure enjoyment and pure fun, I gave this a B plus, man. I, I had a lot of fun with this. What'd you think? It was when it first opened up. It was very interesting seeing the OG costumes, the music, like all that really itched my nostalgia nerve. I'm like, wow, this is we're we're, we're back. We're you know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but that nostalgia quickly went to hell. Um, because I just realized that it was bad, and maybe it's my fault. I mean, it it does. To be fair, it does keep the same exact tone as the '90s show. Like, I don't know what I what I fucking expected, but. Maybe I just didn't realize how bad it was. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it as an OG Power Ranger fan. I mean, I consider myself one as two. Um, but I, this movie was just bad. Um, and mm -hmm. to me, it's all, it's very funny as well. Like the fact that they really kept the whole hip hop dancing thing with uh, with Zach is hilarious. I called it. I'm out like, I was like, they got this nigga jigging again, bro. No way. I, that shit is so fucking racist. But listen, <laughs> I love it. Don't ever go. Don't ever go away. <laughs> nigga, what? He said, "Hold on." He said, "Hold on." Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I said, I said, "Oh shit." That was funny. You, you, you could tell Walter Young was just having like a lot of fun. Um, yeah. David Yost. Now we need to talk about this nigga. His acting. Maybe, I, maybe I need to go back and watch the original series. But was it always that fucking bad? Yes. He was horrible as Billy. But he had no emotion. Like even when he's doing like his transformations, he's like, "It's morphing time." I'm like, "Come on, David. You know, like let's get into this shit, man." But I don't know. That was just. But it was bad, like almost like an endearing way. Like, okay, like I, it's just power. It's, it's kind of the tone you expect. But um, it, it was some very funny lines in here as well. Like that, like the the, the new villain. Um, what, what's that nigga name? Shizzle, Dizzle, Shizzle, Snizzard, Snizzard, The the fact that you can only track these niggas when they're powered up was like that makes zero fucking sense. And like there was, there was like literally a lie where like he's like, okay, let's power down so we can't track us. And like even though these niggas are right in front of him, he goes untrackable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, he's right, he's right there. You can look at him. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. funny. And I guess a part of me like I like the idea of them keeping the old tone from the LG series, but another part of me is like, 
don't those fans who are now well into adulthood kind of deserve something a little bit more mature? Not, I don't mean like the like the like like the reboot that came a couple years ago. They don't have to be that mature, but like just like give us a little a little something meteor to kind of latch on to. Whoa, um, <laughs> just to kind of like feed us a little bit. Like just chill out. What? Okay. I just, it just felt like too kiddie, bro. Like, okay. I feel like those, those, like those fans of like the '90s Mighty Morphin are like we are like thirty, like thirty, forty years old now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that was that tone was necessary or appropriate, but um, and also has it always been consistent with empowering the Lord? Or like these niggas are just always active. Like I thought, like when it went from Mighty Morphin to Turbo, like they kind of retired and now like the new guys are doing their thing, but this show made it seem like, Oh no, SPD still doing their thing. Donald Thunder still doing their thing. Like everybody still ranges well into their like fifties. Is that yeah. always been the case? So it, it really just depends because the Zeo Rangers literally had their powers taken away. And then that's why they became turbo power Rangers. So, but I, I don't think they show any Zeo power. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if you want to get into stuff like that, that's, that's, that's like, that's that's like too deep cut for this type of show. Like, I think we were just supposed to accept that. Yeah, like the in space rangers are still out there. There's a lost galaxy out there too, and you know shit like that. So, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that's my review. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, this next review is for Ghosted, the new movie on Apple TV, uh, starring Chris Evans and Ana de Armas. Do you watch this? Mm, don't have Apple TV. Okay, me either. I, I got the three-month trial, and fuck me for doing that, because this was horrible. Um, so this, as you know, it's, it's like a rom-com that kind of evolves into like an action movie. The first 30 minutes or so, when it's like simply a rom-com, I was actually digging. Like, okay, this is kind of cool, you know, between these two. But then once it turned into an, a full-on action movie with like rom-com elements in it, it went to hell. Um, it just became a movie that you've seen a thousand times before. Like, in at that point, none of the three facets worked. Like, the action was just okay. The comedy didn't land at all for me. Like, didn't laugh once, I don't think. And the the romance was like non believable as well, which is sad because like Chris Evans is better than this. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This shit is getting like review bombed all over the place, and I see why now. Uh, this is just really just a, a bad movie. But I will say this: if you are an MCU fan, you are in you are in for a, a nice cameo or cameos, should I say? That they obviously are playing to the audience. Like, okay, we, we know you guys like Cap. Here's something to, to hold you over for a little bit. It's very brief, but. That was kind of worth the price of admission, in my opinion. So that was a very cool cameo. You can literally tell me what it is. I'm never going to watch that movie. Okay, well, there's the cameos of Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson. I mean, the actors, of course, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Uh, they both have appeared in like the taxi scene, which is just a really just a callback, and, and they're all like interacting together. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, terrible. Um, <clears throat> we had the review for Renfield. Did you watch this? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Holt, the two Nicks. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie fucking sucked. Um, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't wait for this to be over. And it, it's, it's, it's frustrating to me because, like, I, I don't know how many times I'm gonna say this, but like, do people think vampires are a fucking joke? Like, this, 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 this shit is real out here. Like, this, it's, it's another movie about Dracula where, based on the previews, I was like, okay, like clearly there's some comedic elements here, but clearly they're trying to show me that okay. This is still Dracula, at least based on the previews. That's what I thought. Um, this was just like a full on just comedy um, and it just didn't work. It just didn't work for me. Uh, I think I laughed. I- I'm not I'm not going to say that I didn't laugh because that would just be that would just be ridiculous. It's a comedy. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and force myself to not laugh because I'm not enjoying mm-hmm. the movie. But um, yeah, like I'm I. I, I, I I didn't enjoy a single thing about this film. I I, I didn't enjoy any theme. There, there mm. wasn't a particular scene where I was like, "Wow, that was cool." Um, usually, like I'm I'm really into Aquafina and like her her comedic timing. She was terrible for me. Um, and Nicolas Cage, how fucking dare you? Like, holy shit. Um, but he he could only do you know what what he was given. So I'm not gonna blame him for this weird interpretation of Dracula. Um, but Nicholas Holt, uh, obviously he was the lead and he had a whole bunch of things to do, but even, even when, when he was trying to convey this sense of like, oh, woe is me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a tortured soul type thing. Like I I just didn't buy it. Uh, so yeah, this this movie was terrible. I gave it an F. This is one of the worst movies I've seen this year, unfortunately. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, Interestingly enough, this movie is written by um, Robert Kirkman, who did Walking, the Walking Dead, Dead. and Invincible. Invincible. Yep. 
Um, but I never got like from the vibe you said you got like not a comedy. Like I got I always got comedy vibes from the trailers, but I just so I went into it kind of expecting that. Um, but after tons of like so many mediocre vampire movies that we got, like you said, like these niggas are not taking vampire series. Like the They're invitation, not. the invitation. We got Day Shift last year with Jamie Foxx, which I know you liked, but I, I, th- I thought it was just okay. No, I said I, the movie sucked, but oh. uh, uh, James Franco's brother was was great in it. Okay, David Franco. Well, I, I was waiting on uh, the next like great vampire movie, even if it was a comedy, and this just wasn't it. It kind of falls into that vast sea of other just mediocre vampire flicks, which will come and go. I don't think it was as horrible as you said it was. Um, I just think it was, like I said, just just simply mediocre. I do think Nicolas Cage was having a blast, though. I thought he was like the best part of the movie. I thought like when him and Nicholas Holt were like interacting with each other, I was like, okay, this is kind of a fun kind of dynamic. But then the whole thing with Aquafina storyline with the cop shit, that shit took me out of the movie completely. Like it felt like two different movies almost. Like I didn't want any any of that. I just wanted more Nick Cage having fun because he was obviously having so much fun in Dracula, and we just didn't get that unfortunately. So yeah. Um, next review here, guys, is for Chevalier, uh, <laughs> the movie about the, the the black violinist. Did you watch? Watch this? Yeah, you know I didn't watch this bullshit. Tell me, Mondi. Tell me how great it was, and tell me that I should watch it. I, I, I won't say you should watch it, but it's not horrible either. Um, ever since A twenty four, the movie Waves, I've been following the main guy. His name is Kelvin Harrison Jr. I think he's very talented, so I was interested to see him. And in this movie, he plays this guy named an uh, actual real person in real history called Joseph Ballone. Uh, he was like a, a virtuoso in violin, but other things as well, like swordsmanship, fe- um, fencing, all that kind of stuff. And this movie just kind of tells about his life and his kind of adventures and stuff like that. And it, it kind of gave you like Bridgerton vibes. And I kind of looked at the director and this person was like mainly in TV. You can tell it feels almost like a TV movie at times. But overall, I did have some fun with it. I mean, I don't think it's bad at all. Um, the bigger story to me is like the, the movie tried to tell about him kind of like reclaiming his identity as a black man because he's reached this kind of this kind of height in his career and you know back in like 1700s france where there's like a lot of racism and shit like that and so he's kind of like denouncing his black roots but with, but then when his mother comes back who's a slave he kind of regains you know that kind of black identity i thought that was a very cool thing to explore but they kind of very shallow about that but overall uh, I, i'd say a decent watch it was just a tad cookie cutter in my opinion so yeah <clears throat> got it um Next review here is for Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Did you get a chance to watch this? I was. I told you I didn't want to see this. But go ahead. Tell me. Tell me how great it was. First of all, I just want to address the title. It's so funny to me. Like, this shit literally called Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Like, it's not just called The Covenant. And we don't see movies, directors do that, like, a lot of times nowadays. So that's just, like, Guy Ritchie's being very self-indulgent with that. So that's funny. Anyway, I think this is Guy Ritchie's best film yet. And I think this is also the best modern war film since American Sniper, which was with Bradley Cooper. 2014. And, uh, tw- 2014, yeah. So, this is the best movie of the year I've seen so far. That was a total surprise to me. I, I'm, I genuinely mean that. Um, wow. I totally, I totally enjoyed it. Both co-stars were great. Jay Gyllenhaal is always great, but to me, the, the standout was his co co-star. His name is his guy's name is Dar Salim. They were excellent together. So many sequences in this movie were just filled with like such stakes. Like a lot of times, like even with like you know we said like the Mandalorian season three finale or like even John Wick. Like you don't feel like there's like a lot of stakes. Even though I love John Wick. This felt like anybody could die at any moment, and it, it it goes down in this movie, and I really appreciated that. And just just a great action flick, man. I I I recommend it for sure. It's got emotional payoff as well. It's not just guns blazing. Um, best movie I've seen. I give it an A. So I really enjoyed this movie for sure. Cool. Awesome. Um, next next review, Evil Dead Arise. Did you get a chance to watch this one? No. Nope. So what two movies did you watch? You said you watched two movies. What what two did you watch? Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Uh, Renfield. Oh, in Renfield. Okay. Well, Evil, I was at first I didn't want to watch Evil Dead Rise because I know it's like part of like the Evil Dead franchise, which I never watched any of those movies. So I was like, I don't want to watch it. But my coworker did convince me. He's like, Hey, you know, it's totally like it works as like a standalone movie. So I went ahead and watched it tonight before this review actually. And um, it's nothing new in horror. It's possession, demons. You've seen it before. Um, it does work as a standalone. I can't say that. But overall, like it didn't add anything to the genre. It didn't scare me not one time. But I am admittedly very hard to scare in movies nowadays. I feel like I've seen it all. Um, so if you are like a new horror fan, like maybe <laughs> maybe you're like in your in your teens or like you know you, you, horror is something that you really like. I, I maybe you might enjoy this movie as like a, a Kickstarter to your horror campaign. But for me, it was just okay. I I, 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 give, I give it a C. Why why the fuck are you laughing? Why are you laughing at me? A real nigga who sees who's who's seen everything. Shit, this little shit won't carry it all for that motherfucker. But I will, I will say this: people who are fans of Evil Dead have been kind of giving it like good reviews. So maybe I'm just—it's not for me. I'm not an Evil Dead fan. I haven't watched any of the Evil Dead movies, so 
I'm totally cool if that's the case as well. Got um, it. Last review here is for Bo is Afraid. You can you can watch this obviously. I don't this even is the know new what you just said. Bo is Afraid, the movie starring Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, let's do it. Um, Ari Aster, the guy who directed Hereditary and uh, Midsommar, made this movie. This is his third entry. Um, I walked out of the theater, and I haven't done it in a long time. And I was so disappointed. I love me some Ari Aster, man. I love Hereditary, love Midsummer. Um, this is like probably the weirdest movie I've ever seen in my life. And I don't mind weird if we're going somewhere, but within 40 minutes, essentially this guy has like super anxiety and like super panic attacks. And it's just, it's just weird shit happening in the entire movie. Like, like a guy might run through a truck and like bust his head open. It's just like shit like that happening over and over again. Cause he's just seeing the world like as an anxiety ridden man. And just, it kind of had no plot. I walked out of the theater after I saw two other people walk out as well. We just weren't getting it. Now, of course, I'm sure some film critics will come up and say, oh, you don't understand film. This is, it was too smart for you. If that's the case, maybe so. Maybe it is too smart for me. But I hate pretentiousness in films, and I just couldn't do it, and I was so disappointed. So, yeah, fuck this movie. It's so and funny. Like the, It's three right. hours long, too. It's three hours long, so fuck that as well. Wow. Go, go ahead. Go it's ahead. so funny. Like The... The buildup to walking out of a film is like it's it's so funny because like it's 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 this conversation that you're obviously having with yourself like you're like all right now you're like okay I'm I'm like it's it's like you 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 start at I'm I'm not enjoying this and then that evolves to like I'm ready to do something else <laughs> it's like well I already spent my money you know maybe it'll get better and then when it doesn't it's just like that one thing that tips you over the edge you're like all right I'm I'm getting the fuck out of here. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Sorry, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. No, I thought he did great though. But like I said, the movie was just literally nothing. Um, just last two th- <laughs> two things here. There's a new Horizon game in the works for those who play Horizon. You guys mm. have something coming for you. You play that? No. Mm, I played it to an extent, but I'm not a huge fan of it. But I know it's a PlayStation exclusive, so I think that's good for the PlayStation community. Shout out to y'all. Okay, and last thing here, just a, a, simply a quote from Joe Russo, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, Joe Russo, of course, one of the records of Endgame and Infinity War, says that he believes that in the near future, movies will be made by AI, and all you have to do is engineer storytelling with AI. Basically, he says you can you can put you can buy like an AI service and put it on like a streaming platform. You can say, hey, I want to see a movie starring Ben Affleck, and it'll, it'll just render a story. How do you feel about that? If that's if that's true in, in our near future. In our near future, wow. I mean, it's scary. I mean. I've seen some TikToks about the AI and how they're recreating people's voices um, like Drake and Kanye and stuff. And that that shit alone is creepy as fuck. Um, Obviously, without the human element, you're losing the creativity and the heart. But who says AI can't? Are you that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, the greatest stories are told by people. I mean, that's how it's been throughout time. But. I mean, evolution is a motherfucker, man. And, you know, I mean, people are people are already lost jobs to AI. So who says movies are untouchable? You know, I honestly I would prefer it to remain the way things the way they are, because uh, that seems like a huge change. But shit, in 10 years, like Oscar winner movie by AI, <laughs> you know, it, it can happen. I don't know. Thank um, you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I always dreamed of this day. <laughs> now you all die. I know, right? I yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it does sound super scary, and I wouldn't want that either. But I, I'll be damned if I say I'm gonna put Idris Elba, Will Smith, Denzel <laughs> Lemus. Oh, you, oh, you, you, you finna make your own shit. <laughs> Roll down too. Oh, bow, please God. Bow wow. No. <laughs> bow wow at seventeen. <laughs> yeah, oh, but shit. I'll. I'll be using that technology for sure, please. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that does sound super scary, and I hope things can stay original as long as they can. So that kind of ends it up, guys. Julian's waiting to get to his Lakers game right now, so I don't want to hold him up too much. But uh, yeah, any more lasting thoughts? Um, I don't think so, man. I think uh, – what are you excited for? What's the next thing you're excited for in, in the theaters? I, I hate seeing reviews or not reviews, but just even like reactions. And I keep I keep hearing nothing but insane reactions about this Flash movie. Like people are saying it's like the best movie they've ever seen. Like, so I'm super excited for Flash and also Dune too. Like that's my biggest movie of the year. I love Dune. One thing is perfect. I think it's a perfect movie. Um, so I'm I'm so excited for Dune too. How about you? I think I'm, and you know this is probably gonna come back to bite me in the ass, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, man. Like I, 
I think mm. because I love the first one so much and I hated the second one, I'm I'm kind of waiting for that redemption and I'm waiting for this chapter to close on these characters that I love. Um, and it's coming out real soon. I think it's next week, actually. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for Guardians Volume 3 for sure. Okay, cool. All right, Monty. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, great pod, man. In the words of David Yost, bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he tried it. <laughs>